Welcome to the Taz Show Podcast. Devin, good to see you. Good to see you. And it was uh, some rough news this morning to start the day off, actually. Yeah, scary news out of Mississauga where there was an IED that went off uh, late last night. Uh, the good news is nobody was killed. The even better news is there were three people who were critically injured. They've now been upgraded to a stable condition. Great. So uh, 15 people injured, but it looks like uh, no serious long-term injuries, although that's still yet to be determined. They're looking for the suspects, and the police have ruled out both terrorism as a and a hate crime here because this happened at an Indian restaurant. But the restaurant was closed. They had two separate private birthday parties at the time of the explosion. Really intrigued to see how this story plays out, and I'm sure there's going to be a lot more information that, that'll come out uh, over the weekend. But speaking of the police, the Stratford police are in an awkward situation with some scam artists. Yeah, I mean, credit to uh, scammers who like to uh, do that Canada Revenue Agency scam and find different ways to uh, spark it up, I guess. Mm-hmm. So they sent out a warning the other day that People have been calling uh, different residents in Stratford, and they have faked the Stratford police phone number. So, so on your caller ID, that the Stratford police phone number pops it, up? Exactly. It Holy. looks as though it's uh, Stratford police, and according to police, they're threatening potential victims with arrest if they don't pay them money. Stratford police say, of course, they do not call people and demand money from them. Yeah, like say, take money out of an ATM and meet us at this nondescript location. This makes a little more sense because I had a buddy who texted me and asked about this scam stuff because Taz has got a call from a scam artist. I've got a call from a scam artist. So my buddy texted me. He lives in Stratford and he sent me this text about his coworker who got taken for a ride by these scam artists. So here's the text. He was 45 minutes late, talking about his coworker. He was 45 minutes late coming back from break. So I went to find him. He was running across the street on the phone. He wasn't answering my calls, so I went after him. He was told he had to get money out and take it somewhere or else he'd be arrested. I got a hold of his parents and they met me at the bank. Those jerks really got him, man. If I didn't go find him, I'm scared what he was going to do. He was mentally gone. And that type of scare tactics apparently really works with people. They do it because it works. And it's easy for us to say now, oh, how could you fall for that? But in the moment, sometimes you do. Maybe you're a little tired. Maybe you're not completely paying attention. And then you do have the legitimacy of seeing the Stratford police actual phone number showing up on your caller ID. So you got to be careful with that stuff. Yeah. And some other rough news, uh, mostly Morgan Freeman. He's in the in the news for being uh, being aggressive with women on the set and journalists who would interview him, uh, sexual harassment. There's been 16 witnesses and, um, and personal victims come forward and we'll take some calls from some FM96 female listeners and get their point of view next. The Tash Show Podcast. A lot of people uh, very disappointed to hear the news that Morgan Freeman uh, was accused of sexual harassment and inappropriate behavior by multiple women. Uh, there's a CNN story where 16 people came forward, eight people who claimed to be personal victims and eight other witnesses. Morgan Freeman, he's 80 years old and... Um, just throughout his career, apparently had a bad reputation of uh, making uh, obscene comments to women, touching them unnecessarily. Uh, one specific was, quote, trying to lift up my skirt and asking me if I was wearing underwear. Another thing that people are uh, complaining about was he told a pregnant woman who was, you know, like six months pregnant, you are ripe. 
boy do I wish I was there in reference to the act of her becoming pregnant a um, lot of mixed uh, opinions on this one I got a couple texts from some women uh, once one woman says hey Jim is it just me is it starting to feel like uh, rather than hashtag me too it's more like hashtag oh no not you too I still love Shawshank though uh, another woman texted big deal what guy hasn't talked like that I'm a girl and I don't find it offensive at all people need to focus on their own lives sheesh we also have a call on the on the line here uh hi what's your name hi my name is melissa yeah um i'm gonna tell you a real quick story um one day i was at work and i went on my lunch break and i went for a walk in a park and there was four guys sitting on a park bench and one of the guys started kind of yelling some creepy inappropriate obscene things at me and his other three buddies did not join him, and they're clearly sitting there like they're giving me looks like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. We're so embarrassed to be seen with him and that type of stuff. But at the same time, and he clearly knew what he was doing was wrong because he mm-hmm. thinks it's, like, funny or whatever. And not one of his guy friends said anything to him. Not one of them stopped him. He, like, they were clearly in the majority here, and they still did not stop him. So the point... I'm thinking is it's not that these guys were not taught any better. They just don't know better. No, they know what they're doing is wrong. But the thing is, they know that they're going to get away with it. I have a question for you. This is kind of difficult to answer. Mm -hmm. Now, because let's let's put the shoe on the other foot here for a second. I had a coworker I worked with a while ago. And at one point we were working together and we were like sitting on a bed and just testing it to see if it was comfortable or not. She was a female. I'm obviously a dude. Maybe not yeah. obviously, but um, <laughs> I sat down on it and I was like, oh man, this is an uncomfortable bed, blah, 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 blah. And the coworker looked over at me uh, and said, well, now at least I can say I've been in bed with Jim Kelly. And it was funny. Didn't bother me at all. Well, yeah. What if I said that to a woman? That wouldn't be okay. No, there but it's is... okay for her to say it to me. And by there... the way, I didn't mind. No, here's the difference there. And yes, in in a different context, that would be very wildly inappropriate. The idea, the difference is, is there is a power difference, and there has been for a long time. So, so especially in Hollywood, you're saying that Morgan Freeman is such a big name that to try to call him out, you're putting your own career in jeopardy. Exactly. Hey, how you doing? Not too bad, Jim. I wanted to make a comment or two about Morgan Freeman. Yes, I would love to hear your thoughts. Yeah, listen, uh, you know, I'm a woman who's had a rough life. I was abused as a child, as an adolescent. I struggled. I've done a lot of healing. And um, my opinion about this is is that uh, he's another dirty old man, just like 50 million I've met before. Mm -hmm. I I don't think he's done anything terribly inappropriate. I think what happened is somebody should have told them years ago, that's not the way you talk to women in public. You know what I'm saying? I think a lot of these older guys have just, let's face it, as a man, you must know too, no one really tells you how do you approach, no one teaches men how to approach and be around women when they're sexually interested. Well, it's funny because you have the two ways of approaching the situation, you know. I think you're taught to approach a woman and be nice and stuff like that and, you know, compliment her or something, not be too pushy. But then you have the other side of the situation where it's like nice guys finish last and women like aggressive men. So it's it's, right. it's, it's kind of tough out there being a young guy and trying to find that balance. Without I, doing I think it would be very tough right now. Um, but, I, but, but like having said that, like people have enabled Morgan Freeman, but he has nobody to blame but himself, right? That's true. I mean, he's, he's, he's not unintelligent. 
he could see how the world moves and evolves and things like that. You're quite right about that. So how do you think we should Um, solve this problem? What what do you think? What's the first step? I I think we need to have a more reasonable dialogue um, with men and women. I think we now, we need to have a way better dialogue with our sons about how to be sexual beings in 2018 and beyond. That it's not okay, like your buddies tell you, just to be lecherous with the girls and, you know, whatever the buddies tell you to do. Yeah. You know, that we need to have an open dialogue. And, uh, you know, uh, Morgan, sure, call him out on it, but it's not as bad as if we found out he actually sexually assaulted someone and it went on. Yeah. He's not a Cosby. He's not a Weinstein, but he's, he's a bit of a creep. Yeah, exactly. He's a bit of a creepy old man, and I can't tell you, I haven't met countless of those. And usually, I, f- I think they're awkward, uncomfortable in their own skin. They're trying to be suave and debonair, and they don't know how to do it. I agree. <laughs> yeah, I like totally kind of support the Me Too movement, really but let's not get extreme and lose sight of what's really important in that, is the, the women who were assaulted and never given the validation, the respect, the legislation they needed to heal. That there are so many damaged women out there still struggling today. And I think that's what the focus should be. The Tash Show Podcast. Devin Peacock. I want to see you peacock. What's that, a pig flying? Or pig skin flying, Dev. I don't know, but Johnny Manziel, Johnny Football, is back in the football world. Johnny Football is back, and he's in Canada, and he's in Canada for at least two years. The CFL has this rule where you cannot just come up and be one and done. So you got to play at least two years in the CFL. So uh, put in your service. Got to put in your service before you can go back to the NFL. Mm-hmm. And uh, Johnny Menzel has started to do a training camp with uh, Hamilton Ticats. Training camp for CFL has begun, and he's he signed his contract. We all know that at this point, but he signed it, and he's going to be a backup at this point. So hmm. uh, Jeremiah Mazzoli is the Ticats starter right now. June Jones, the Ticats head coach, who has a previous relationship with uh, Manzel and his family, has uh, been very complimentary of Mazzoli. And there's some people who think that Menzel is going to be the backup for the entire year. We'll see. I, I mean, even if he's marginally worse, even than Mazzoli, they, they'd probably still start him a few times for novelty's sake, right? Well, I mean, in the CFL, like when was the, when was the last time we saw any quarterback start all eighteen games of the regular season? Right, like people get nicked up, they get banged up, they get a little injured. Who knows what happens? So, to me, it's inconceivable he doesn't start at least one game, and then maybe if he does well, he starts another one, and you're not supposed to lose your job to injury, but it happens quite often in mm-hmm. the CFL. And there are worse things in the CFL than having two quarterbacks who are eligible and quality starting quarterbacks. Uh, so I, any team would want that sort of a problem. So I, I think it's a guarantee he's going to start at some point. And if he continues on the trend he's been on recently where he's been pretty complimentary of his you know, teammates in the talent level. He's been pretty humble. He's, he's been legitimate in, trying, in terms of trying to turn around his career, get back to the NFL, but just get back to playing football because he hasn't played since 2015. Mm-hmm. So it, it is reasonable to expect him to have to work up to being a starter in the CFL or any league, but I think we're going to see Johnny Football at some point starting for the Hamilton Ticats, and then they're going to be in this position, well, if he's doing well, 
do you go back to the guy you're paying like double or three times as much as him, or do you go with Johnny Football, who's going to sell you a ton of jerseys yeah. and is a great story? Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how other teams in the CFL react too, because if he keeps his poop together for even half a season, I'm sure there's going to be trade offers and all that, right? 100%. I mean, if he if he does well this year as a backup and he shows he's got the temperament to be a professional and then he gets a chance to perform and he, he excels, he's going to go to the NFL. Why wouldn't he? He's got mm-hmm. NFL caliber talent. But if you're a CFL team, why not take him for a year if Hamilton's really liking Mazzoli? I mean, it's a good... Yeah. Because for Hamilton... You don't want to trade away Mazzoli if in the year Manziel's going to be going back to the NFL. Yeah. But if you can trade him to another team, like say the Argos or I don't know BC or much wherever, then you can get something for him. He gets his reps in. He can uh, have a fun two years in Canada, hopefully, and then go to the NFL. Or maybe he likes it and stays. But that's that's yeah. less likely. Well, yeah, m- maybe you never know. But uh, you know, I know they call him Johnny Football, but it's it's been Johnny Drama for his, his whole career. <laughs> yeah. And I hated him. I thought he was such a douche. Like, when he comes out and does the money thing with his fingers, like, he's just such a punchable-looking fella and the way that he acted, just, like, so uh, arrogant and uh, and entitled. But I did see his recent interview. He's very well-spoken. Seems like he's come back down to earth. And I think I'm rooting for him. He's playing the... I think he's playing the game a little bit, which I don't blame him for. I would if I were him in terms of what he's saying. He's saying saying all the right things. Sure. He's very... It's almost too perfect. It's almost... It is is almost too perfect. He's, He's being coached by his PR people, which is fine he should be but um i think i think the people like comebacks people liked johnny football when he was playing at uh, where he was in he was in texas it was um texas a&m is where he played his college football people liked him then they didn't like him he was with the cleveland browns he was not a good pro but he's got the kind of talent that fits perfectly for the CFL. He's got an arm that fits for the NFL. Yeah. I think people want to see him come back. And uh, good thing there's no drugs in Hamilton. <laughs> the Tash Show Podcast. With the nice weather, perfect weather to go pitch a tent, which is what this guy might have to do, this New Yorker who's 30 years old, who just got kicked out of his house that he was living with, with his parents uh, by a judge. He had to go to court. Uh, to to fight over the right to stay at his parents' home. They were so sick of him being a bum, not paying rent, not getting a job, that it had to go to court. This guy's name is Michael Rotondo, 30 years old. His parents just straight up don't like him. He he looks exactly like what you would expect a 30-year-old guy who won't leave his parents' home looks like. He's got the greasy long hair, the beard, uh, real, like, Thick glasses, which I also have, but uh, he kind of looks a picture Jesus. But if Jesus wasn't a carpenter and instead Jesus worked at the Best Buy Geek Squad, that's pretty much what this 30 year old Michael Rotondo guy looks like. So basically, he's living with his parents, they're sick of him. And uh, earlier this year, they said enough's enough, and they served him multiple eviction notices. One that he got on February 2nd reads After a discussion with your mother, We have decided you must leave this house immediately. You have 14 days to vacate. You will not be allowed to return. We will take whatever actions are necessary to enforce this decision. How many conversations must have happened before this eviction notice was served and before it went to court? It's crazy. So the parents went to court with the guy. They had their own lawyer. The son has no money, so he represented himself. The judge did say, I'm very impressed with how well you represented yourself but you're gonna have to leave so he has six months now to leave uh his home and just so you get a sense of how socially awkward this guy is and maybe a glimpse into why he wasn't you know um 
so confident to strike out on his own. Here's an interview uh, that he had after uh, the judge's ruling. Michael, welcome. Hi. 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 Uh, Hi. So let, let me <laughs> let me start with your thirty. Uh, right. The simplest question: Do you not want to find your own place? No. Why not? I don't want to live there anymore. I, you don't I, want to live I, with I your parents. I don't like living with. No. Um, uh, it's not, it's, it's very tense, it's very awkward, it's, uh, we have to, um, you know, we have to share space, which, you know, may be the case with, with, uh, where I would find myself afterwards, but, um, I'd, I'd prefer to get out. I would consider, uh, much of, uh, what they were doing to try to get me out as a tax, and what I was trying to, I was just, uh, you know, res mm, trying to preserve, uh, we're trying to do what's best for me, which is just, you know, let's try to be a little more reasonable. You know, I'll, I'll leave. I don't like living here. Yeah, I think uh, that's a sign that you just straight up got to go. But it's funny. Cause I've, I, he, the guy lives in New York, so I give him a little more leeway. Like if you live in Vancouver, Toronto or New York and it's incredibly expensive to strike out on your own, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt that you're going to live a little longer with your parents. But I played soccer with a guy who was at least 40 and still lived at home with his parents, but they liked him. So he was allowed to stay. Uh, it, it's got me thinking though what's the latest a child in your family has stayed home did you allow that did you eventually have to kick uh, them out how did you get your son or daughter uh, one of your children to home. finally yeah. move out of the home yeah I got one for you you'll really get a kick out of this this guy's like I work with he's like 47 he's a welder he lives at home and he's a flat earther so tell me <laughs> why would you move out of home when you uh, could risk falling off the edge of the earth I don't know, man. I just, I, I don't get it. I've been on my own since I've been like 19, man. So that he must have a ton of bank at home. Just He must just have cash piling up or does he blow it on stuff? I, I, I don't know. He's, I don't know. Maybe he's building a rocket to prove everyone that the earth is flat. I don't know. <laughs> hey, Jim, how you doing this morning, buddy? Doing well. Who's this? Uh, it's Jim. I, I happen to know a guy. Uh, it's, it's not a personal story about my family, but I do know a guy completely self-sufficient, uh, doing very well in life uh, financially, and uh, has a good girlfriend and uh, you know a good car, and you know I, seems to have uh, quite a bit of money, but still lives at home with mom and dad. Probably closer to forty-five years. What's his excuse? I. You know what? Uh, we bother him about it all the time, and. Haven't got a straight answer out of him. He just uh, enjoys the life he's living, and that's the life he chooses to live. Well, I don't want to lift the veil of uh, anonymity, but uh, I bet you dollars to donuts he's listening in right now, and if you are, buddy, move out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got two uncles. They're twins, and they live at home, the, the uh, family home still, and they're 62. This sounds like a sitcom. Two twins, 62-year-olds who have never moved out of their parents' nope. place? No, nope. and the grandparents are dead, so, you know, they're my grandparents, they're dead, so, you know. So, oh, so yeah. they've lived they've lived at, with their parents for so long that now they're actually alone without their parents? Yes, you betcha. That is that is crazy. So bo oh, are yeah. they both single then? Oh, yeah. <laughs> at least they have each other. I guess. Hi, FM96. How you doing, Jimmer? Doing well. You know uh, a story of somebody who lived with their parents for way too long? Uh, well, no. He's, he's still welcome. He's still here. Oh, this is your child? Yeah. How old is he? Uh, he's 28. Yeah, okay. So he's getting to the 30-year-old range. I think I think like 30 years old just for some reason seems embarrassing arbitrarily because of the, the age. But why is your son still at home? 
Well, one, I mean, it, it is pretty expensive for a single individual to uh, own a home or uh, just be happy. Absolutely. And not struggle. Mm-hmm. And uh, as long as the kid's uh, working and he's not getting in trouble with the law, he's welcome to stay as long as he wants. So he's gainfully employed. Yep. Do you enjoy pays, his company? He pays rent. Oh, okay. Got his own place in the basement, so... Do you mind if I ask how much a parent charges for rent in 2018? How does that work? <laughs> uh, 200 bucks. I'm moving back in with my parents. He eats more than that a week. Hi, FM96. Let me share a secret to get your kids out of the house. What is it? You turn off the internet. <laughs> That'll get them out. It worked for me. It worked. Change the Wi-Fi password. They'll be out of the house so much you'll think they're gone. The millennial age. Gotta love it. Yeah. That's the secret. My 25-year-old and my 23-year-old both moved out in the past year. The Tash Show Podcast.